to the Dark Side of Soul podcast. So we're going to give you something special uh, this week and next week. This week, we're going to show you what our patrons get on patreon.com slash dark side of soul these are some of sean's collections of korean folk tales called weird tales from korean lore enjoy welcome to a very special episode of weird tales from korean lore what's special about this episode is i am going to do the entire thing completely drunk now, I haven't started drinking yet. I'm just about to crack my first beer, and then I do have a bottle of whiskey down there as well that I'm probably going to dig into. Um, it will all make sense once you get to the end of the episode why I'm doing it drunk. And uh, as a bit of fun, we're doing this episode uh, in collaboration with our friends from the What's On Your Mind podcast, Hannah and Ali. They are going to do a, an episode of their own about Korean booze. And as far as I know, they're going to be drinking while they're doing it. So a lot of fun is definitely going to ensue. So um, I'm going to uh, get ready for the recording. And uh, I'll see everyone soon when I'm not so sober. Welcome to Weird Tales from Korean Lore. In this series, we'll explore together some of the more fascinating folk tales from Korean tradition. I'm your host, Sean. Thank you for joining me. There are experiences we have all all have that we there are experiences we all have had that have led us to unprecedented measures me, measures. The well-being of our loved ones is paramount. But when their health and their lives are threatened, some of us can be driven to the depths of evil to save them. Folk tales are excellent commentaries on these most terrible pursuits. So pour yourself a drink, get cozy, and I'll light the tiger's pipe. Long ago, there lived an old man who was very sick and on the brink of death. His son was determined to find a cure, and so he traveled the entire kingdom in search of a miraculous medicine. In time, the son met a wise old doctor who said the livers of three types of men could cure the father should the father consume them. The types of men were a scholar, a clown, and a madman. Desperate to save his father, the son set out to find a scholar, a clown, and a madman, and kill them. Once the deeds were done, the son removed the livers from each victim and fed them to his father. Soon, his father fully recovered. This, the son buried the three victims in a single grave, one atop the other, the madman on the bottom, the clown in the middle, 
and the scholar on top. Over time, wheat began to grow on the grave of the mound of the three men. Discovering this, the son, the murderer, cut the wheat and made liquor. The son drank one cup of the strong booze and was able to speak with clarity on many pressing issues, just like a scholar. The son drank a second cup of the drink, and he began to dance about and sing happily, just like a clown. The son downed a third cup of the liquor, after which he grew, he grew discontent and violent, just like a madman. And so it was that the wheat he had cut, having grown out of the bodies of his murder victims, contained their ghosts, and they haunted him, one by one, as the Sulquishin, the alcohol ghost. And that's the tale. There are ver various commentaries in the story, murder, indulgence, but also filial piety, which is love for our parents. This is a common motif in Korean folklore, especially from tales with roots in the in the uh, um, uh, the Chosun Dynasty. I I love that there's a ghost tale, um, a ghost lore, that is about alcohol itself. We can find booze, alcohol centric folklore all over the world and it's surely some of the most interesting of all um and uh so don't forget to check out what's han your mind podcast it's han h-a-n what's han your mind pod podcast they do excellent work if you love korean history and culture uh ali and hannah do an excellent review of Korea, and they love Korea. You can really see that they, they love Korea, just like um, just like we do here at the at the uh, dark side of Seoul. And that does it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I got to go to bed. I'm tired. I'm drunk. But I do hope you'll uh, join me next time to explore more weird tales from Korean lore. Good night. Welcome to Weird Tales from Korean Lore. In this series, we'll explore together some of the more fascinating folk tales from Korean tradition. This is Sean and thank you for joining me. To journey, to travel, to ramble, these are paramount to the human experience. They bring us to food and water, give us insights into other cultures, broaden our mind, and in a more mundane fashion, they bring us to where we need to go. But travel both fantastic and mundane varieties can be full of peril. The roads are full of danger and can take us, and I mean literally, 
take us by surprise. So pour yourself a drink, get cozy, and I'll light the tiger's pipe. Long ago, an old man and a young woman, to each other father-in-law and daughter-in-law, made their way over a rugged pass, a donkey behind them carrying their load. When they reached the summit of the pass, which was covered in thick trees and their thicker shadows, the man realized he had lost his straw shoes. He told his daughter-in-law to wait on the pass while he retraced their steps down the mountain in search for his shoes. The woman was now alone, save the donkey, though the old thing tucked in for a nap instead of keeping the woman company. Dusk was setting in, and behind the teetering trees the sunlight was quickly disappearing. Mountain winds picked up the night, and the woman lit a lantern to comfort her, hanging it from a hook attached to a bamboo pole from their load. The trees creaked as they swayed in a most unnerving dance, but soon a more sinister sound. A low, painful moan crawled out from the forest, raspy and inhuman. The woman grabbed her lantern to illuminate the woods. Nothing, nothing but the silhouette of her sleeping donkey. Deeming herself childish and foolish, she sighed, giggled, and returned the lantern to its hook. As she did, her eyes barely adjusted to the pale, grotesque face before her, the eldritch source of the moan the lantern failed to illuminate just moments before. A greedy, needful ghost leered at her, burning its wicked face into the woman's mind, gaunt and cold and dead. How awful it must have been that this terrible face was the last thing she ever saw. When the father-in-law finally returned, the dawn was breaking, and his daughter-in-law was nowhere in sight. Worried, he gathered up the donkey and tried to look for her, but the old animal refused to move. He had no choice but to head off looking for her on his own, but she, of course, was never found. From then on, whenever people tried to cross the pass, their donkeys would refuse to move when they approached the summit. Far more disconcerting, people would go missing. It was eventually discovered that if a ritual was held on the pass to a deity, donkeys could carry on their way, and no one else disappeared. And that's the tale. Now first, I'll say that there are many different variations of this tale, like there are with a lot of folk tales, each representing or highlighting something a little different. There are versions of the tale that are commentaries on a, an adulterous relationship between the father-in-law and daughter-in-law. The missing shoes are more prominent in those versions because they represent female genitalia, and putting on shoes represents having sex. Now, of course, with this tale being an old one, it's the woman who suffers a terrible punishment. Uh, 
by either being devoured by a supernatural force or being kidnapped and killed by bandits. The man's punishment isn't often commented on. We can assume his punishment is missing the woman, but that hardly seems fair. I like the tale as an origin story for a deity that demands rituals and offerings. The deity can be observed as a local spirit, such as a village deity, who can be of use as long as you honor it. Not a bandit who demands money to let you cross the pass, but something far more supernatural and, in folktales at least, far more terrifying. And that's it for this episode. As always, I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll join me next time to explore more weird tales from Korean lore. Good night. Welcome to Weird Tales from Korean Lore. In this series, we'll explore together some of the more fascinating folktales from Korean tradition. This is Sean, and thank you for joining me. There are few things that are consistent across all cultures and social classes. Loss, especially of a loved one, is one such consistency. But there's much to be said for the drive to return home after death. In folktales, such a spectral journey home is always weird. So pour yourself a drink, get cozy, and I'll light the tiger's pipe. Long ago, there was a young couple who endured the great heartache of their child's death. With the help of the father's brother, they buried the child quickly and without ceremony, for too great was their grief. The child's ghost got lost on his way to the underworld and found passage back to earth. Hoping to re-enter his body, the ghost boy found that he had already been buried. Sobbing, the pitiful young ghost found his uncle and approached him. He asked, Uncle, why have you all buried me so quickly? Why have you sent my body into the ground without a funeral? The uncle was so startled by the weeping apparition of his nephew, he broke down, and there was nothing anyone could do to give him solace. The ghost boy, who was now upset with being buried so quickly and without a funeral, began playing mischief on his uncle. And so the uncle became deathly ill. The uncle's brother, the boy's father, asked a shaman to come and cure the stricken man. She came and quickly discovered that the man's illness was from the ghost of the departed boy. The shaman prepared a ritual. She entered a room in the parents' home and locked all the doors and windows. She lay an empty jar in the middle of the room. Then she began an incantation. The ghost boy couldn't ignore the power of the shaman's spell and appeared in the room and couldn't escape. 
as the shaman continued chanting, the ghost boy felt hot. The chanting continued, and the ghost boy felt hotter still. Soon the heat was so unbearable, the ghost boy frantically looked for relief. The empty jar was cool, and so the ghost leapt inside. The shaman quickly attached the lid and tied it down so the ghost boy could not escape. She took the jar and buried it along a causeway. The uncle recovered from his supernatural sickness, but the family continued to grieve the boy. A few years passed when a great rainfall soaked the land. The causeway swelled with water, its banks and stones overturned and broke in the storm, and so too did the jar. Now free, the ghost boy wandered the land. He was attracted by the ritual of a nearby funeral being held for a local man. He entered the funeral, drifted past the mourners, and entered the empty shell of a dead man. A wave of shock and fear ran through the procession as the dead man sat up in his coffin and walked away. The boy, now possessing the man's body, having essentially become its spirit, made his way home. His parents were baffled just as much as they were happy to hear their son's voice coming from the mouth of a stranger. Soon they realized it was indeed their son. The family was reunited, and they lived happily, if not a little strangely. And that's the tale. Now, the key motif of this story is the restless ghost, which is presented thematically in how restless ghosts can be detrimental to humans. In the tale, the ghost is restless because he's received no funeral. This is an idea that pops up time and again in Korean folktales. Properly appeasing a ghost, not only through funerary rites, but through ancestral rites, continues to be an important aspect of Korean culture. Now, appeasing a child who has passed away was often considered especially important, as they died before their designated time which is another important point of Korean folk belief we'll explore in a future episode. And a final point on the mischievousness of the ghost boy. He not only frightens his uncle and causes him to become sick, but the ghost boy enters a dead body, reanimates it, and scares everyone at the funeral. A rapscallion, even in death. And that'll do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and enjoyed it enough to join me next time on Weird Tales from Korean Lore. Good night.